In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 80th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons are 1-3 and and set to face the Pittsburgh Steelers 1-2-1 and on Sunday at 1 p.m. in Hines Field in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The Falcons are getting some more bad injury news. Coach Dan Quinn told us on Monday that Grady Jarrett has a sprained ankle and that he uh, would give us an update today on Wednesday. Well, he gave us an update on Tuesday when the team signed Michael Bennett IV, the former Ohio State Buckeye from Centerville, Ohio. He's six foot two, 287 pounds. And the Falcons are signing him because Grady's likely to miss some time. We don't know if it's a grade one, two, or three ankle sprain. If it's a high ankle sprain, he's going to miss four to six, we believe. If it's a two, it's maybe two to three. And uh, if it's one, it, it would have been, it wouldn't, they wouldn't have been out and signing anybody. It would have been just a day to day thing. So we'll see what Coach says today. A lot of times they'll tell us it's day-to-day when they know it's two or three weeks, uh, like they did with Devontae Freeman. But we'll see how that goes. They also tried out Carl Klug, Robert Ayers, and Coney Ely on Tuesday. So that's going to be another blow for the defense. But let's talk to defensive end to Karis McKinley, who's leading the league in sack percentage, sack pressures. He has five and has been a uh, force when healthy for the Falcons.
Falcons defensive end to Karis McKinley talking to us about uh, the team trying to close out games. They haven't been able to do that. Blowing fourth quarter leads in all three losses this year. Uh, getting ready to go to Pittsburgh to face another struggling team. Uh, second item here today, Brian Poole's having a tough time. I saw that on tape against the Saints. That was clearly not one of his better games. And the NFL has chimed in on that. He's been fined $40,000 for roughing the passer on Drew Brees and then the horse collar tackle on Tyson Hill on that big 35-yard play. So uh, Brian Poole was, uh, I thought he was trying to do too much in that game, but then they asked him to even do more uh, against the Bengals and uh, probably going to be hearing from the league on the unnecessary roughness penalty hit he hit on uh, Mark Walton in the third quarter in that game. He's a guy that going forward, they're gonna have to he's gonna have to clean his game up as they are asking him to play more with the injuries mounting. So Brian Poole uh you know is out of forty thousand bucks. He's gonna have to clean his game up here. Now we want to start uh, getting ready, getting you all ready for the uh, Steelers and Falcons our, our five things today. Grady Jarrett uh, with Tack stopping by, Brian Poole, his finds, the Steelers and uh, the Falcons. We're going to look at Big Ben and Antonio Brown. Then we'll break down the stat chart of, uh, you know, where the teams rank and then look at the uh, historic meetings between the Steelers uh, and the Falcons. I remember the uh, one there, Matt Ryan's third year. They go up there, they go toe-to-toe with him, 9-9, nine nine, the end of regulation. Get into overtime, and Rashard Mendenhall busts one loose and uh, gets the win for the Steelers, 15 to nine. And uh, Rashard, I don't know he if you all know that now he's into the TV game. He's one of the I think the producers or writers, a producer slash writers for the uh, Ballers TV show that comes on HBO. But a little ancillary fact here. But let's get into the Steelers Browns uh, Steeler. Uh, Falcons deal with Antonio Brown and Big Ben. Uh, they've been out of rhythm this year, and Coach Mike uh, was talking to the Pittsburgh media yesterday. We'll talk to Coach Mike Tomlin later today. Uh, but, you know, he thinks they'll work their problems out. they got to find a rhythm, he says. Uh, 53 targets are second in the league. His 29 catches are eighth. His 9.4 yards per catch are a career low. And it's 272 yards or 34th in the league. So Antonio Brown used to be in one and two with Julio and all those categories. Uh, they're off to a slow start in Pittsburgh. And, uh, you know, he missed some camp time, some offseason time, too. And just an interesting guy. I know his uh, covered his dad in the old arena ball days, Eddie Brown. 
Uh, not the Eddie Brown from the Bengals, but the Eddie Brown from the Tampa Bay Bandits. Kind of helped Jay Gruden get in the NFL. Uh, you know, played in Miami, too, uh, in their arena bowl outfit. But it's his son. And then there's a great article on Antonio Brown and the Undefeated, if you want to Google that. They followed him around all summer. And, uh, you know, he didn't like the article and had some run-ins with the media this year. He tries to paint his own image. But, you know, the real one isn't what people see on uh, social media or something like that. But interesting story. But the Falcons don't want them to get rolling this week, but uh, they definitely are going to try. Now, looking at the two teams, you know, the uh, breaking down the uh, stats or four key categories that we look at here, total yards, rushing yards, passing yards, and points. And, uh, you know, you can kind of see where the matchups are going from there. The Steelers are six in uh, offensively. Six in total yards, 411. Uh, rushing their 28th, 72.2. Uh, so they're a throwing team at 338.8 yards a game, which is third in the league. And they're not scoring uh, 25.5, which is tenth, tied for 10th in the league. And you saw that scoring drop in their Sunday night game against the Ravens where they didn't score in the second half. Now their defense... Uh, they're near the bottom, just like the Falcons everywhere. They don't have injuries as an excuse. They're still reeling from the Ryan Shazier injury. And a lot of guys that uh, they signed are, are not producing. 420.5 yards is 30th in the league. Uh, 115.8 rushing is 21st. Falcons may be able to run the ball here. That's some good news. Uh, 304.8. 29th, that's their passing. They've given up that much per game, which is 29th. And uh, 29 points a game is 26. So they're in the bottom half of everything. And, you know, the Falcons' defensive numbers don't look much better. They're 28th against the run. Uh, 28th total yards, 403. 25th against the run, 119. Uh, 25th against the pass, 284. And then uh, points 30 of 30.5. So shoot out, shoot out galore is what this one says. Uh, because the Falcons offense is 410.8 yards a game, seventh. Russia 96, which is 21st. So they're actually better running team than the uh, Pat, than the Steelers. And then uh, your uh, passing yards 314.86. And then points 29. Points per game, which is six. So, you know, uh, looks like a shootout here all the way. The Steelers will be trying to get Antonio Brown loose. The Falcons got to keep their trio of receivers rolling and maybe try to find some way to run the ball and uh, keep the defense off the field. So that's a good look at the stat chart and how teams match up statistically. Let's just wrap up here. This The Steelers and the Falcons don't play a lot. I remember going up there for more exhibition games than the regular season game, but I remember that 15-9 overtime one. Uh, the Falcons are 0-6-1 in Pittsburgh. They'll be trying to make some history and make their mothers proud by getting their first victory ever in the Steel City. But the Steelers are 1-2-1. They, they tied the Browns. They beat Carolina 39-24, uh, beat the Chiefs 40, or lost to the Chiefs 42-37. Uh, 
Uh, and lost to the Ravens there on Monday night, uh, 24 to uh, 26-14, where they didn't score in the, uh, the second half. Now, the uh, Falcons, uh, they tied up there, 34-34 in, in 2002. Michael Vick scored late and uh, went to overtime and just a weird game there. Uh, so that was the last, uh, you know, their only success up in Pittsburgh. Then their two wins were 41-38 and 06 at home and uh, 27-16 in 1970. December the 13th, 1970 was their lone win, one of their two wins against the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So we're going to wrap up the uh, 80th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast here today. We certainly appreciate you all for subscribing and stopping by. It's been an interesting season so far, and uh, it's going to be even more interesting as we proceed into the second quarter of the season. Once again, D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. With the 80th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.